Thank you very much for tuning in. Uh, one more time, we have a very interesting guest today. And I'm really grateful for that specific interview because when I've done all the cutting and mixing of the episode, I came to a conclusion that it was a very mature conversation. Uh, maybe not uh, so much from my perspective because I'm quite boring asking the same questions all the time, but you can really hear a lot of wisdom and a lot of experience coming from the words of Marcin Szalek, uh, one of the co-founders of Slowhop. And I would just like to mention that the part that was probably the most interesting from my perspective was around the topic of working with partners and working with clients, because sometimes you have to say no. And Marcin very well explained why sometimes they turn down partners uh, who are hosts uh, for their marketplace business, for their marketplace startup. Uh, it is difficult because on one hand you've got you know money on the table, but then on the other hand you've got the quality and you've got the promise that you will deliver specific value to your customers. And I think this is very true for the majority of businesses. And it's just a very interesting example uh, to hear about. It's a very interesting experience to learn from. I really enjoyed recording this uh, interview with Marcin. Please make sure to subscribe to the channels where I uh, release the episodes. Make sure to leave some comments if you uh, fancy to have some kind of discussion around the topics uh, from this episode. I would really appreciate some feedback from you guys. Uh, without further ado, I'm just going to play the intro and then we will crack on with the interview. Welcome to Venture Poland Podcast. My name is Daniel Czachorowski and my goal is to promote Poland as a great partner for any business venture, especially when it comes to technology. In my podcast, I interview Polish entrepreneurs, startup founders, managers and engineers so we can all learn from them. Enjoy today's episode. Marcin, thank you very much for uh, coming to the show. Another great guest. I have a good time over the last uh, two months uh, inviting guests because pretty much all of them accept the invites. So I'm really, I'm really glad for that. Thank you for coming to the show. How is it going today? Thanks for, thanks for having me. Everything is fine. Although, to be honest, right now we have December. Uh, Hope is about tourism, so it's pretty, uh, pretty interesting times right now with uh, all the government restrictions going on and happening. They're trying to somehow find a balance and give good advice, advice both to our hosts and guests. We've, we've actually, many of them really wanting to go for short vacation uh, in, a, in a New Year break or in January and not knowing how potentially could do it. Sure, sure. Uh, obviously, I have introduced uh, Slow Hope a bit in the intro just a moment ago, but I would like to cover what do you guys do and so on. So first and foremost, when I stumbled upon uh, Slow Hope, it was completely new to me. And it was only because my wife wanted to have a solo week off. And that's obviously related to COVID and all of the work we do. It's just, you know, uh, intense time for us. So she started looking for a unique place uh, to recharge some batteries. Uh, is this your business model? Tired professionals who want the world to disappear? Uh, I think I think if you if you look at my CV, uh, it more or less describes myself. 
Um, so in, in, in a given period of time, I don't know, maybe five years ago, um, I have been working for a lot of different corporations, different companies, and um, when traveling, I, uh, myself and my wife, we started looking for different kind of uh, travel experience started to look for places that are smaller, that are more genuine, uh, more sustainable, and where we could meet hosts and talk to them and, and learn their stories and learn something for ourselves just by going to those places. And I think this is how Slow Hop started. And looking at it from this perspective, it has been created by us. You could name tired professionals. And and we, we created it for for for, for ourselves in, in in a way. Uh, we 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 love we started to love those places. It was it was difficult to find them on Booking.com on Airbnb. So this is how it started, and I think it's it's probably uh, really appealing right now to people who who want to recharge their batteries, who are looking for a little bit more sustainable locations, a little bit more impact on nature, a local community, et cetera, et cetera. So smaller places with some impact and with some really interesting costs running those places. When I think about it right now, it's reminiscent of some of uh, our trips uh, because when we travel, we well, we choose. you have pretty much two places to choose from. You've got either Airbnb and these type of websites where you actually meet the host etc and you've got booking.com where you just choose your hotel and some of our trips where we choose to go for the host run small place local apartment or local house it was always more about the people rather than the place and we had times like you know over a bottle of wine talking about things or even playing board games and something so i think it is a very interesting differentiator plus what you've mentioned that these are uh, unique places as well so is it a niche in your opinion then i i think it is i think it is and and this is why people like slow hop so much i think like when i'm looking at it from the perspective of of brand and 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 marketing i've i've been working for a lot of startups in the past but i've never seen something that is so um easily understood by people and and is so uh, convenient and nice to market to and, and show to the people. Uh, I think it's very much connected to, to what people are looking for right now. And uh, I think right now the, the, the big uh, online travel agencies like Booking.com or Airbnb, they're getting bigger and bigger. The, 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 the mix and their uh, catalogs are becoming so huge that it's really difficult to find something nice uh, in it. And I think even on Airbnb, whereas it started at the very beginning with the, with the, with the notion that you, you are to go somewhere to meet the hosts. In the meanwhile, there is so much business on the website that actually my, my experience over the last years traveling with Airbnb was that I very often went to a, a city and I went to a nice uh, apartment, but I never really met the host or neither had a chance to speak to them because they're usually they're running several apartments running between okay. them and it's a business in the middle. Okay, understood. Well, on this note, I'm really interested about your approach to the market actually, because building a marketplace startup and competing against you know all the uh, big 
uh, agencies like Airbnb and Booking.com, for example, it, it is on the get-go like a catastrophe uh, when I look at it. So please explain yourself. What's the idea and how are you going to conquer them? I, I, I think the more I, I, I'm, I'm very much into marketplace business and, and looking at different benchmarks and, and what, what it's like, what's, what's happening right now in Poland worldwide in the U.S. I think right now it's, it's it's we are starting to have having at times where where specialists where companies that are really specializing on something specific are bec- are getting more and more traction and and you are you are having amazing success stories of a company in the US that started uh, creating marketplace just for used sneakers uh, in the US and it totally won with eBay, for example. There is a benchmark in, in, in the US where there is a company that is uh, winning with companies that are uh, doing takeaway food and is concentrating only on the, on the, on the pizzas, for example. And I think it's, 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 it's very much down to uh, a topic where you really understand the needs both of your uh, users and of your merchants, so to say. And and it's, it's 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 giving really huge advantage. The question is, is this space overall big enough for you to create a business that is that's able to sort of survive or, or, or grow in a, in, a, in a context of few years? I think in our case, it's super small because it's a small niche. But then we are we are really tailored to the needs. I think from one side, it's about guests because it's easier for them to find those hip, interesting places whereas it's difficult to do it elsewhere. But I think also it is very, very much uh, important that it fits also the needs of our hosts. Uh, and when I'm talking to the hosts that are running those places, I think very often they, they're telling me that they don't really like bookings or Airbnbs of this world because they are so big, because they will not let them get discovered. For example, in case of, of booking.com is because they don't give them space to really explain what the story of their place is, what their specific terms and conditions and expectations from the guests are. And they're having a lot of funny stories when, for example, there is a guest, like imagine a a small bed and breakfast somewhere in the village, animals are running around, there is some mud around the place and it's, it's beautiful, it's design-ish, but at the same time, it's so much into the nature. And there is a BMW, like huge BMW coming to this place because it has so many good ratings on booking. And, and a lady with, with trolley and with high heels coming out of it and saying, oh, there is so much mud around it. And it's, it's, it's just because like she didn't have a chance to, to, to really understand the story. Or we have, for example, hosts on Slowhop that are saying, we don't really want to have any huge parties in our place. This is about place for adults where we want to have sort of much calmer and relaxed atmosphere. And there, is, there are people coming and they just want to host a huge party in this place and are, are making other guests nervous. So I, I think from the host perspective, it's very, very often uh, a case when, when they really want to put across their story and find uh, guests that fit into into. Uh, whom they would like to welcome to their home, essentially. I would like to come back to what you said uh, just a moment ago to conclude your experience from the past on what you're doing right now. So obviously screening through your LinkedIn profile, I've seen eBay, I've seen Booksy. These are quite interesting uh, names and brands, obviously. I would like to understand whether you've got any anything specific from that period 
uh, that would be valuable for the startup community, for people like yourself and I and other startupers who try to build a company. In your case, it's a marketplace startup, but it may be something else, you know, valuable for other types of businesses. Uh, do you do you follow any specific, uh, you know, experiences from your past to build your uh, company, to build Slow Hope? Everything is based on, on the experiences that we got so far. Plenty of them. I, I think I, when I started looking into internet and, and, and working in internet companies, the first one for me was eBay. Uh, personally, it was huge learning because we had like, uh, I, I didn't understand internet and internet companies before. It was the time when actually there was not much happening in Poland at that time. Just handful of companies actually operating on the Polish market and most of them without good experience online with online business. Uh, I joined eBay when it actually has been already on the Polish market for a year and a half. So after the first sort of try to, to, to enter the Polish market, I, th I think the biggest learning from my perspective right now when I'm thinking about Slohop, for example, is that even if you're competing with a huge international player, it doesn't mean that you have to lose. Yeah, <laughs> Everybody knows in Poland that Allegro won. And when I was looking at, the, at, at two organizations, eBay and Allegro at the time, it was super interesting to see that even though eBay had so much more resources internationally in terms of IT, in terms of uh, know-how, in terms of possibilities, also brand, it was huge advantage when entering the new market. If you don't have enough focus to win on the market, you'll never do it. And Allegro, in our case, was so much more of much faster to actually implement on Polish market things that have been developed uh, in the US first on the eBay side. And then uh, eBay slowly uh, rolled it out uh, in other uh, markets worldwide and from ebay's perspective actually running the polish business was never huge focus and you could you could clearly see that uh, if there is not enough sponsorship within bigger corporation the smaller uh, companies in, in a given country can can help outcompete the bigger players, which was super interesting learning for me. And I think it gave me a little bit more of, of, of the uh, conviction that, that uh, we can compete also with slow small hop uh, starting in Poland with huge companies like uh, Booking or Airbnb, and it's not a lost case. Sure. Okay. I know it was, you know, probably a bit cliche, but I think, you know, working for successful companies and really good companies in terms of not only uh, operations but also marketing etc it's really unique experience if you know what i mean like for example booksy like for example ebay you know these are great examples of great execution basically i i, I agree and uh, disagree i think at ebay for example we had we had a super interesting opportunity to really learn and look into a lot of different spaces uh, because the team in, on Polish side was so small. Uh, but when I looked at my colleagues, say, ex for example, from Germany, because the company has been so big in Germany, very often when you started working for a company, you, you, you were really focused on one really specific area, uh, say SEO, SEM, category management. And those people, uh, very often, they didn't have a good overview how the company is, is, is operating. So I think... Assuming you would you would like to become a founder 
of a company in future and found something yourself. I think um, working for too big company at the very beginning gives you a lot of insight into one specific area, but at the same time, you could be losing a lot of sort of like really understanding complexity or what's, what's going behind the scenes in other areas. Yeah. Sure, sure. Well, you know, working for a big organization has its uh, downsides, as you said. I would like to understand when the seed of entrepreneurship was planted in your head, let's say, or in, or in your heart, maybe. I don't know. Was it a long time ago and how it happened? For me, yeah, for me, it was actually my wife because she's more entrepreneurial than I am. And I'm a little more experienced in terms of internet businesses. She has been starting companies before. Uh, we have been we have been working together in Poland, launching the Wanda, which is a clone of Etsy. It is a German company, and it is in in a way quite similar to uh, to what we are doing, but just for the products because it's artisans selling their products online. And here we have sort of creative people creating their spaces and renting them out. So it's 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 a similar set of people in 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 a way. And at the same time, also we started traveling to those those places and 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 really learned how it how it how it looks like both in Poland and and, and internationally. And I'm, I'm I'm a person that usually works for, for the companies for like limited period of time when I'm seeing that I can deliver uh, something significant. When the business changes to sort of like business as usual operations, usually I'm sort of probably not the best person to do it because I get bored pretty quickly. Um, so at that time, I was at the moment when I was saying, okay, the Wanda is already uh, established in Poland. There is not so much more to do from my perspective. Let's start looking for a new project. Uh, we have found somebody in the team who could take over and, and run the operations. And I was starting to, to look for the new projects, spoke to several, uh, several companies. But at the time, also my wife pitched and said, hey, you're always working for somebody, so let's try to do something ourselves. And we started playing with this idea of, 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 of slow hop and this space. Um, actually, looking at it, I, I sort of didn't believe that it can be a valuable business model. It would be always small, some sort of pension for, for the end of your life, but with a super small team and super small money. Because uh, looking at it from the businessman perspective, it's not probably the best thing to, to focus on. It's, it's only like small number of those places out there that are really uh, in this niche. And probably it will never be huge in terms of market penetration. And when, when I was looking at different business cases, playing with Excel at the time, I sort of said, okay, we'll, we'll probably we shouldn't go to VC with this idea because VC will not... Uh, like to fund it uh, because it's like there, there is not so much opportunity to create a unicorn out of it. If VCs are seeing the the total market is not huge, potentially uh, this is not something we would like to invest. And so we said, okay, let's uh, let's test it out ourselves. Let's put some of our money that we've saved so far and 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 launch the company and played with it for around a year ourselves and try to uh, run it from the from, from the ground and bootstrap it it was it was growing the, the perception of the market was really nice but it was slow as usually marketplaces are when when you're starting just from from start it's super difficult to skyrocket it um, so we, we we saw it was growing but it was growing slowly and definitely it was not a 
not a company we could we could make our living uh, from. Um, so then I said, okay, we have to ha get a little bit more money to to, to leave, and I, I opened myself to to projects from outside. And then Booksy guys approached me, and it was an amazingly interesting topic. So I I moved back to Booksy. Uh, or I moved to Booksy at that time and I was working with them launching Marketplace for Booksy for, for a year and a half. Uh, but then after a year and a half, Slowhop started to uh, really grow much quicker than I actually expected from the very beginning. And, and, and I started recognizing that my wife and a small team will not manage to, 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 to um, make it happen. And then we started seeing actually that it can be much bigger than we expected. So for nearly seven, eight months together with Booksy guys, we're looking for a placement for myself. And once we found somebody good, uh, decided to get back to Slowhop. And, and this is how we, are, how we are doing for a year now, more or less. Okay, brilliant. So talk us through the current situation now in that case. You've got a team of uh, how many? Uh, we are all together around 20 people now. So it's still a small company. Okay. And I really, really would love to keep it as small as possible. Um, it's still a bootstrap business. Where I, was, I was thinking, uh, working with the VCs, I think actually um, developing Polish business doesn't make sense right now because in Poland it's a profitable business. Uh, we, are, we are trying to run it in a way that whenever we are getting a little more money of, uh, as a revenue, we are investing in, 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 into the product. We have brilliant product team, but it's only five people at this moment of time, which is so small for, for IT business and for startup. So they can do as much as they can. Uh, and uh, if I had much more money, definitely I would invest in tech team and, and, and would love to do the user experience and the product much, much better than it is right now. Uh, but we are trying to catch up as, as, as quickly as we can with, with such a small team. Um, and right now we are we are playing a little bit with the idea of investing into the new countries. So we also recruited a super small teams uh, for Czech, for Slovakia, for Lithuania, for Germany, and and are trying to repeat exactly the same story as we did in Poland for, uh, at the very beginning. Slowly, slowly creating an interesting inventory, creating some value for the users. To, to see and to check whether there is some traction and we are seeing some good uh, flow from the users uh, uh, on those markets. And if then we are seeing that actually it's happening and we, we can uh, successfully build some presence in other markets, maybe then we would go back to the VC and, and get a little bit of funding to to go faster into the new markets. So just to recap, if I understood correctly, no uh, rounds collected from external funding. You are a small team of around 20 people and I assume you're profitable enough to you know, sustain for at least next half a year. Hence, you've got your ideas to do some extra business development in other countries to check if you can uh, deliver the same experience for, for the market. Exactly. Exactly, yes. Yes. Okay, cool. So in that case, because this comes to my mind uh, straight away, if I think about it, you said also that the tech team is less significant in numbers than the other team. So I guess the other team is actually penetrating the marketplace in some sense. So you've got probably people who would 
uh, go and find new hosts. Is that correct? Uh, actually, we don't have any specific people that do it. Okay. <laughs> At the very beginning, I was doing it, I was doing it myself. After that, we are started seeing such a good inflow of people that wanted to join Slow Hope that as a host that we totally stopped doing any outbound sales if you could call it that that, that way uh, and we we're actually never a sales culture so whenever we are we are contacting the hosts they're they are going back to your first point from today there are pe- very often people who has uh, have worked for corporations or have good experience doing different businesses and very often they really hate hard selling on their side so we were very like from the very beginning just telling them hey here we are this is the value proposition this is the numbers that we are having super transparent and open i think it makes sense from my perspective just thinking for yourself think about it for yourself and if you're interested get back to us and i think this is playing pretty well uh, especially for, for 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 our hosts and like we don't need any sales techniques whatsoever this is slightly different in the new countries so right now we when we are like starting to talk to the hosts in czech and slovakia we need to reach out to them so we have some sales guys in in, in those countries but it's interesting actually for for, for us i think more, more more difficult process is to make sure that actually all the hosts that are on platform are meeting the expectations from guests and our expectations and actually uh, in like in summer period uh, this year, around 95% of all people that wanted to become hosts on Slow Hop, unfortunately, we had to tell them uh, probably it's not the time yet for you to join the platform. Okay. Which is difficult from a businessman perspective, but then uh, it's a, it's very much about our promise to the to the to to, to, to the users that like we really try to meet standard and 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 when 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 they are like going to those hosts it's not about business it's about really cool people who are coming to it's about some neat place and maybe some design behind it uh, but at the same time super difficult process because very often you're meeting some cool guys at the end that are maybe missing a little bit uh, from our perspective but they are so nice at the same time and it's so difficult to tell them no. Okay, interesting. This is a very interesting story because some time ago I've recorded a podcast with, if I remember correctly, it's Natalia who runs Doer PL. It's a marketplace for handyman jobs, basically. I don't know if you've heard about it, maybe. Uh, I think I, I heard about it. Yes. Yeah. So so basically, they said uh, she said that it's uh, very important to uh, work with, well, in your case, the hosts. In their case, it was the the handyman and and the people who delivered the service, to give them guidance, to help them out, to uh, be up to the standards uh, required by the platform. So you're saying that this is a very crucial thing on your side as well which is, again, from my perspective, an interesting insight for other you know, entrepreneurs and other startups who think about building a marketplace startup. I think it's, it's important to curate both ends. Uh, on that note, I would like to understand a bit more how do you actually sell the strategy for your clients on the other end? So uh, do you just run ads or maybe something else? How do you, how do you find those uh, tired professionals as we mm-hmm. said before mm-hmm. I, th- I think actually amazingly 
much traffic that is coming on the website for us it's it's uh from referral and 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 lately also pr so luckily also the our investment uh into marketing doesn't need to be really high if i'm looking at i don't know booking.com or bnb percentage wise to, to revenues is even smaller for us than for them for them even though they are having so huge and strong brand um i'm <laughs> I'm 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 actually uh, doing a very strange way of, of of marketing because I don't do a lot of uh, SEM uh, because the, uh, the 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 buying flow on our website is so odd at this moment of time that it's difficult to really measure very well the effectiveness of such an internet. Uh, so we are doing a lot of brand marketing, and every online marketer would 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 say doesn't make sense bullocks at this moment of time 21st search century to like do it efficiently and i think finally enough when we are our landing pages are much more about the content and 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 giving good stories rather than uh landing pages that that make you buy immediately but i think actually people at the end they really appreciate it they share those stories a lot and at the end it turns a lot into uh, influencer marketing and 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 the referral rate is is growing significantly uh, so i think if, if, like every marketer uh, that is doing online marketing for startups would look first like um, in, in a strange way at me looking at how our Facebook accounts and, and, and Google accounts, Google AdWords accounts look like at this moment of time. But I think it's pretty effective for us, strangely. Yeah. I think you guys just, you know, sell culture. I think you're selling very specific feeling. It's, you know, almost immediately understandable by whoever enters your website. I mean, it's it's simplistic which connects to what you said at the beginning i think that's why people understand your your mission i think i think what's also very difficult for us and and why we are trying not to scale too much is that from the host's perspective uh what they expect from us and what is super important for them is that they're also doing some sort of curation of their guests at the very beginning when we were launching Slowhop, when I was talking to some of the hosts on the phone, very often they told me, actually, you know what? I never accept online bookings. Uh, I, I always need to talk at least for 10 minutes on the phone with the, with the guest to understand who he is, where he's coming from, what's his expectations. And very often, for example, some of our hosts are telling to the guests, actually, I think it's probably not the best place for you to... To, to, to come to because uh, we are some, having some special set of rules, etc., etc. So we, we are not like, in a way, we are really curating super interesting places, but the way for us to go from experiencing this or, or seeing this place in the first time to booking it, it, we are also trying to add some discouragement on the way and really like let the, let know the people that are they are going to buy this place all the disadvantages of this place where they are going to there are some flies going uh, flying around in this place it's full of nature so expect strange smells stairs are super old and squeaky and the house is super old so you can expect that your neighbor you'll hear all your neighbors uh trying to like also add uh, a lot of um, a lot of sort of discouragements and, and explaining what 
all cons there are uh, in terms of going to those places. And there is a group of people who will say, I don't mind, I love I love this kind of atmosphere. And there are people who will say, actually, I, I, I can't even believe I would be going to such a place. And we really want to discourage these ones uh, from going to those places. And, and from that perspective, it's super important that we are that we are like really focusing on the on the on the on the group of people who understand this this type of trouble. Okay, brilliant. Thank you very much for your insights on this topic. Uh, I've asked this question multiple times already, and I'm really interested uh, for your answer here. What's more difficult for you, sales or technology? Because uh, you know, uh, for startups, I think these are the two important topics. And some of the startups they focus strictly on technology, and then they end up without clients. And on your side, it seems like you're more focusing on you know sales and marketing than the technology. I would like to understand what's your view on that. Mm-hmm. I think starting any startup, first of all and foremost, is about value proposition. Uh, I think you can trick technology at the very beginning a lot by doing workarounds and as we were starting we were starting with just one developer not too much money it was actually an mvp so we tried to do it as nice as possible but actually for us the workaround uh, to make make it a little bit nicer was not to invest in technology but in a, in a copywriting and making the story work and and i think still till now technology wise there is so much we need to do but it still works. Uh, so especially at the very beginning, I wouldn't invest too much in technology. I would invest in value proposition, testing out if it works, if, if for marketplace, both sides, for another startup, maybe one side or three sides, uh, appreciate the value proposition and want, want it. Yeah? Uh, especially now that, that there is so many tools where you can actually, and the no programming uh, movement is, is getting more and more traction. You can, you can uh, with, I don't know, Webflow, Zyper, uh, all different tools that are out there. You can you can create platforms that are maybe not ideal but work. Um, that you can you can validate your value MVP. Uh, so for us at the very beginning, it was very much about value proposition and the story on the on the platform. It was not so much about the selling per se, so outbound sales and, and trying to reach out to those people, but about creating this value proposition. And it was also not so much about technology. I think in the meanwhile, we, we have got big enough that we have to reinvest in technology and we are redoing everything from scratch and redeveloping everything just to make it, because the traffic had become so big. Brilliant, brilliant. I really appreciate that feedback. Uh, please tell us a bit more about uh, the actual operations in the in the company. The team is around 20. It is uh, big for someone. It is small for someone else. But for a 20-people company, what do you think it's important when it comes to day-to-day work? Uh, something that you know comes to your mind first. I mean, maybe. For, for, for us, I think uh, right, right now the, the most important aspect is one technology, as I said. So these five, six people team that are working on technology. Second most important part is creating value for the users. For us, creating value for the users is is having um, profiles of really interesting places. And in our case, we are actually having right now around eight writers. And this is majority of our work. 
that are doing journalistic work and are creating the profiles for the partners. So basically, when somebody wants to join us and we are saying, hey, you are a good, good partner, you're a good host to, to, to join Slow Hope, we are obviously asking them for as much information as they can give us. But at the end, this is our writer slash journalist who, who reads all the stories about these guys, finds whatever he can, calls them, talks to them, and writes, a, in a way, journalistic piece highlighting all the pros and cons about this place and trying to put it uh, in, in nice words. And, and I think this is majority of our sort of manual work every day. Okay, let's finish off with some of the most important mistakes you've made uh, while building Slow Hope. One or two and how did you fix it? I think mistakes are inevitable and I wouldn't even call them mistakes. I think it's a lot about sure, sure. about just testing and seeing what works better, what, what doesn't work so much and leaving some stuff behind. And because we have been starting as a, as a bootstrap co company, I'm, I'm a super strong believer in focus. So I don't know, things that are not working as good as they could is, for example, we are selling on slow hop places. So like place where you can, where you can go and stay and also activities. Uh, this could be some sort of trips. For example, we have amazing guy who is organizing trips where you can go and try to find wolves in a forest. And he takes you for three days in a forest, you're sleeping somewhere. And then on a day you're walking and he shows you the trails. He shows you uh, where the wolves could, could, could be found. And if you're lucky, usually you're not because wolves are much smarter than we are. Uh, you could find them. Usually it doesn't happen. But nevertheless, amazing, nice trip. And, and we are also, we, like we were starting slow up with the idea that the mix will be 50-50 or even more trips than, 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 than places. Uh, it turned out to be too complex for, for the users to buy online and they need much more information to actually make the decision. Uh, or we were, were not able to, 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 to show it uh, as good as we potentially could. And this is something that is still on the website, but I think from the user experience, it's definitely suboptimal at this moment of time. We want to get back to this idea, at, I don't know, maybe sometime next year when we get a little bit more resources and time to focus on it. But for time being, I would say it's something that definitely could, could work much, much better. It's not working as good as it could at this point of time. Okay, brilliant. Very interesting insight on focus theme. I'm a strong believer as well. I also call it uh, sometimes uh, the low hanging fruit theme. So, you know, you've got you've got your idea and this is so obvious that you need to pursue it that it's just like a low hanging fruit. So totally. I, I think it's it's very interesting uh, to talk about it. And in the COVID era, uh, I know it's it's you know difficult for uh, startups in general. That's one thing. But for tourism, it's been pretty much very uh, difficult for uh, all branches of that specific um, market that, you know, People just suffer from this uh, pandemic, but I would like to understand if you have learned uh, recently something that helped you do your job better. That's going to be the closing question for today. Uh, I know it's difficult times, but maybe there is something that you could share with us and it's going to be beneficial for the listeners. I, th I think as a company altogether, we have always worked uh, remotely. So the 20 people that are working together we have never actually focused sitting in the office all the time. So definitely in this time, we've, 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 we've learned a little bit more effectively how to work uh, remotely uh, with Google Hangouts, like you name it, every, all the tools that are out there. 
So right now, I think in the meanwhile, uh, we learned that we potentially could, uh, could work 100% uh, online only. But at the same time, I think we have learned all together uh, with our team that people are, they, they need presence of other people. And even though right now there is a COVID, a lot of people actually are, 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 are very often on Slack writing. Actually, I need to see a face. I'm going to office today. If somebody wants to join me, I would love it. Um, and I think this, this uh, our need uh, to connect to some people, to speak to them, uh, to feel their presence, is becoming uh, more and more important. And we really start, we are really starting to understand it. And I'm seeing it also uh, in terms of the of, of business because you could say because of the COVID, travel is becoming less and less. But at the same time, I'm seeing more and more people who really want and need to travel at this moment of time to places they feel safe. Uh, and I think we are pretty much uh, in this team because a lot of our places are somewhere out there, outside of big cities, outside of crowd in remote areas. And this is where people are feeling safe right now. So I think also from the perspective of COVID and, and, and us trying to get back to nature and to safer environments. Uh, we are probably uh, in, in, in a good space to think, to think bold in next months when it's slightly less, slightly more calm in terms of virus. Brilliant. Uh, I wish you all the best, obviously. As I said before, my wife already uh, used Slow Hope. I'm sure that we will uh, come back uh, and find some nice places somewhere in the woods in the middle of nowhere. Although we actually live in, in the middle of nowhere, but you know, it's, it's always uh, great to uh, meet new people and uh, listen to their stories. Marcin, thank you very much for uh, coming to the show. I'm really glad that we've met, uh, although we've met online. Uh, it's, it's been a pleasure. Uh, congratulations on what you've achieved so far and I keep my fingers crossed for you guys. Just first steps. Thanks for having me and it was great talking to you.